Hey everybody and welcome back to Ranch at Bits. I'm your host, Arlil Rodriguez, and... Uh, <laughs> it says it all right there, doesn't it? I wish I could be here under happier circumstances. Um, but like I did back in August, I'm once again in your ears with some heavy news. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil... It's a weird way of putting it, but that's what I'm going with. What the conclusion of the episode is gonna be. And that's that my father, who contracted COVID a couple weeks ago, passed away this past Saturday. Part of the reason why maybe it might feel very unusual for me to just say that from the very beginning, rather than wait for the end, is that his death is much more significant in my family than it is for me personally. I didn't have the best relationship with my father, which is kind of why I'm going right, like I'm right out of the gate by saying that his death felt insignificant to me in the grand scheme of things. And I know that sounds incredibly cruel in some ways. But if you'll give me, let's say, 15 or 20 minutes of your time, I can try to explain myself as best as I can. Uh, originally, this podcast was actually going to be uh, I was going to be recording it when he was first hospitalized. My mom came to visit me. And normally she doesn't usually call me in the afternoon or in the evening unless like either she has food or there's some kind of mail that she's on the lookout for. But this time around, it felt like things were different. I think she had just come home from work and I think that's when she got the news. And she came to my apartment and knocked on the door and I, she told me she had some news to share. And I presumed it was serious because she wanted to... She wanted to walk in and say what it was in a private place so that nobody could could hear us. And that's when she told me that my dad was in the hospital. Uh, and I asked her the details, what happened, what, how did he end up there? And she told me that he contracted COVID and presumably he was not vaccinated, which is kind of in character for him. He didn't take care of himself. The weight of that announcement was already heavy enough but something happened that complicated things my mom told me that i am a full-grown adult and I, for the record i am 30 years old and she said she respects my decisions whatever they may be but she also said it would be the right thing for you to go visit him and now i have to explain the very complicated history i have with my father and i've implied it a few times in past recordings that I don't have the best relationship with my father. And uh, as a trans person, I never came out to my father. I had a feeling that he would have disowned me if I ever tried to do something like that. If I told him that I'm not your son, I am your child. I am your, I mean, I'm your nebulous blob of a, <laughs> of, of gender. Uh, that's who I am to you right now. I, I, one, I don't think he would understand what that meant. And two, he would not have accepted what that meant. I was always his son to him. I was his pride and joy. He was so proud of the son that I was and the man that I was. So when it comes to the very idea that I would kind of try to subvert my own identity in a way that would be an opposition to his own upbringing of what he thought of me, the idea that he imposed on me, I don't think he ever would have been accepting of that. And I didn't take that risk to 
figure out if he was going to be accepting of that or not. I'm disappointed in him that he couldn't have been a more mature individual to have been able to see past that and to accept me for who I was. Because I think in some way, shape or form, he never did. And I didn't really know it. It took years of therapy to kind of come to that conclusion of the man he really was. Which again, for the sake of brevity and for a trigger warning for everyone out there, uh, he uh, would physically abuse me very often. He would hit me with a belt. It was his, it was his favorite form of, of abuse. But I also know from the very tumultuous history of my parents' relationship, I was a witness to many horrible things that I saw him do to my mother. And I, I won't go into details about that because that's her story to tell. If she ever wants to tell it, that's not my story to tell. But I have many memories of myself being a very young child and a witness to such horrific things. And those memories will not, will not, will not leave me easily. And I think because my mom immediately implied that if I went to go visit him, that wouldn't have been the right or correct thing to do. That already made me less inclined to even want to visit him. As if I already was inclined to not want to visit him. And it seems absurd when I mention it now. He had tubes in his mouth. He couldn't have said anything. It would have just been me being in the presence of someone who used to have such a powerful influence on my life. And on my brother's life, of course. It's just festering. Since apparently he was not long for this world. And I thought about many decisions I've made in my life. Ones where I know that I'm taking a risk by doing something. And I'm, am I going to regret it later on? And to be fair, I don't know what would have happened if I went. Like to myself, what I would have just broken down. Would have just fallen apart. But I was talking to someone about it. And it took me about 10 minutes to reckon with with the reality of my father being in the hospital. It took only 10 minutes. And when a decision like that seems to be solvable in 10 minutes time, it really makes you think like, what, what did this person really mean to me in the grand scheme of things? That it only took me 10 minutes for me to somewhat get over it. And then I can even say after the fact, he was the last thing on my mind. I just continued living my life. And the reason I'm saying this right now is because some people might disagree with me, and that's totally fair. I think there is a place to forgive somebody. But I think it's up to the person, the individual, whatever amount of pain they might be in, to make that decision for themselves. So I think I already felt insulted enough that my mom already wanted to make that decision for me. If there was a mental journey I wanted to go on about what it meant for me as a trans person to visit my father. And if he could even see me, if his eyes could even, would, would he have even been able to witness my presence? Would he have been elated? Would he have been disgusted by what he saw? I didn't want to take that risk. I have already been through so much in my life. I already had to be the mediator for my parents' relationship. I didn't want to physically put myself in a position where I was just hurting myself by being in his presence. I already made a decision many years ago that I would no longer contact him because of everything that he did to me and to my family. And I wasn't going to change my mind then. And that's how it was. I decided I would go on my vacation. And it was the last thing on my mind. 
and that's how the podcast would have ended. But then, he did die. Just this past weekend. Once again, it was my mom that I think that was trying to notify me, but I think I was actually asleep in bed. I think that my mom, I missed some calls from my mom, but I also saw a message from my brother, and he was actually the one who confirmed it first. And I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it, just because, and I don't remember, <laughs> as the Sam who's fan of King of the Hill, and of course I have to bring King of the Hill into this, Hank even describing Peggy's tumultuous relationship with her mother, when Peggy's talking about how somehow her mother can somehow become immortal and will always somehow be alive, Hank was there to describe how ridiculous that sounded. And that's the kind of same kind of influence that my dad had, to be honest. I honestly thought by just his seething hatred for and bitterness towards the world that he was somehow going to stay alive. I mean, look at Henry Kissinger. I mean, it's the same shit. But no, he was just as fallible and as mortal as the rest of us were. As the rest of us are. So since I had saw that I had missed some calls from my mom, I called her and asked and, and wanted to confirm the news, and she did. She told me she wanted to come by to my apartment and talk to me because she wasn't feeling good. She's a religious person, so I think that she has some superstition about death, which, to be fair, I, I kind of understand that. She tells me that she's feeling nervous, so she's going to be going home early from work. And what I know from that moment, and I wait for her patiently, is that I'm going to do everything I can to comfort her, because she needs me in this moment right now. And that's all I wanted to do for her, because I know she has her own complicated history with my dad. And again, as I mentioned earlier, that's her history. If she wanted to forgive him, that's her place to do that. And I would respect that. A few hours later, my mom arrives, and I can tell she's already in pieces. I can tell that she's been crying, and she starts blubbering to me, and she wants to do a prayer um, in honor of my dad. But she tells me right before the prayer, if there's some words you please, can you please repeat these words for me? And I think she tells me before she starts the prayer that if you repeat these words for me, I'll feel better. And I'll feel like the hate that's been festering in your heart can finally be exercised. And then when she said that, I had an inkling of what she wanted me to repeat. But some part of me was like, don't make me do this, please. And she started her prayer. And I was actually, I was very emotional in that moment. I mean, how, how could I not be? My mom despite everything, is somehow still alive and kicking. And I'm incredibly proud of her for making the incredible difficult decision to eventually leave my father. When she's done with the prayer, she tells me, you can go ahead and please repeat these words. Uh, I'll say it in Spanish first and then I'll translate it. Perdónalo. Please forgive him. I try to say it once and I'm stammering because I cannot believe what my mom just did. I can't believe it. And then I slow the words slip out. I can barely get them out. But I said them. I lied to my mother's face and I told her that I forgave him. And even right now, as I'm saying this right now, I'm trying to be very careful, very cautious. 
I don't want to be angry towards my mom for too long. But she once again robbed me of my autonomy. If I wanted to forgive my father, and again, maybe a decision like that is so heavy that it's not in my place to just say that, like in the public avenue. But it's at least something I should have less than a few hours after hearing about his death to, to, to wrestle with. Not like a single prayer was going to purify his soul, purify my heart. I couldn't stop swearing under my breath after she told me to do that. And I wanted to kick her out of my apartment as quickly as I could. And I know, against my best judgment and against my own character, as someone who doesn't want to be angry anymore, as someone who doesn't want to feel this frustration all the time, I was able to hold it in and I told my mom I'm fine when I wasn't. And I led her back to her place, which wasn't too far away. And I let her be at peace. And I went back to my apartment. And I just went back to sleep. Just in disgust over what my mom had just done to me. And I have not quite forgiven her for what she did. I don't think it's going to take five years. That's absurd. And I know that and I, this is talked about a lot. Good intentions. Like my mom Lee had the best of intentions by making this prayer. That didn't mean shit to me. I'm a fucking 30 year old person. Non-binary trans person. Who's trying to figure out their way across, you know, the universe. I have my decisions that I've made. They have not all been the right ones. I fucked up many times, but I, one, want to take responsibility for those mistakes, and two, want to be a better person in spite of making those mistakes. And I'm not even mentioning my extended family here because that's an even more complicated topic that's not best to address that here. But. I think because of my mom's religiosity that you can't just let hate fester in your heart because it'll consume you. When considering what this man did to me, it is up to me to decide whether or not I forgive him or not. Because that's between me and him. And I will have a conversation with my mom about this because there's been many times before that she's been worried about me, and I get it, I know why, but it becomes really suffocating to some point. I think one thing that I felt over the past couple of weeks since I've heard about him being in the hospital and then him passing away is that it just feels like I'm, I'm just suffocating. I don't know what to do right now. What is, what is the right thing to do right now? Which isn't the right question to ask myself. Because any decision I make in the eyes of my mom will be the wrong one. So what does it matter what decision I make? And I think I'm losing the script right now, but I'll go ahead and start making my final point. I unfortunately don't have a 
very clean conclusion to for this podcast. In fact, this is probably a work in progress that I'm uploading and posting <laughs> for the world to hear. But that's just where I'm at right now. I don't know how to feel about my father. I'm upset at him, for sure. Distraught. I've had many nightmares over the past couple of months, even before I knew he was hospitalized. And that's the type of influence that he still has over me. That he can still haunt me from my dreams. So I don't know when that day will be that I do forgive him. I certainly know it's not today. One thing that I've kind of had been learning through this experience, not just from learning that my father was in the hospital to begin with, but also having to reckon with his death, is that I do have a family. I have my mom and my brother now. I have my extended family. But I also have my chosen family. My, my friends and my loved ones that I adore more than life itself. That have accepted me for who I am. That I can go to for any kind of help, no matter what it, no matter no matter what comes up, I can trust them. They respect me, and I wouldn't know what to do without them. And I think that if there's anything that I want to sort of say in this conclusion for anybody who is also having their own problems with their own family, who, where you don't know if if you feel like you're alone. That there's always going to be someone out there to help you, no matter what. So there's actually other reasons why I haven't uploaded something recently. I've actually been working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes. This unfortunately had to take the the focus for you know, for, for for obvious reasons. Um, there's also other personal shit that's been going on, but out of respect for people's privacy, I want to address that here. I do promise the next podcast, the next upload will not be as heavy as this one or the previous one was. And then we'll be back to having fun very, very soon. And I, I do, as always, appreciate your patience. Anyway, this has been Ranch Head Bits. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And we will see you next time for the next Ranch Head Bit. Take care. I love you all. Bye.